1: Welcome to the Unbillable Hour. I am your host, Christopher Anderson, and today's episode is about marketing. Yay! I can hear the cheers from here. We're, like we've we've uh, we we usually have a sales or a marketing episode pretty often, and uh, we've got a few episodes now talking about other topics which are really important. And like, quite honestly, like everybody wants to hear about the marketing, but it's this other stuff that's super important too. And it, you know, the, the whole goal is to balance. In the firm, but there's always this appetite for marketing. So I'm excited um, that we're going to be talking about it today, and really excited about the guests that we have to talk about it today. Um, If you remember, as you know, we talk about every show, every every law firm, every small business has this triangle of what it is that that the business must do. We've got to acquire new clients. We call that acquisition. We've got to produce. The results that we promise to those clients, we call that production, and we got to achieve the business and professional results for the owners, and we call that the reason. Today's episode, though, is about using marketing not just to acquire more clients, but also to get your message out there. Um, if you're anything like me, your law firm business is a means to achieve not just financial results for yourself and those who rely on you, which Are essentially you've got to produce those results, otherwise you know it's it's a hobby, right? Um, But it's also to make a difference in the world, and marketing is an important part of how you do that. And so now it's my pleasure to introduce our guests. They are April Roberts and Tyler Roberts, and they're co-founders of Nomos as N O M O S Marketing. And today's episode of the Unbillable Hour is marketing is messaging. And again, my guests are April and Tyler Roberts, co-founders of Nomos Marketing. April, once upon a time, was the director um, of extension for a national collegiate organization. She discovered her passion for marketing and client service after joining the wondrous Agency as the head of account management. There, she supervised a team of seven account managers, superv- uh, handling 200 clients. Uh, across the country, while Tyler is an attorney. He's on a mission to make the law more accessible, more approachable, and ultimately more human. And I'm really simpatico um, with that mission. Um, he discovered a passion for legal technology after working at uh, several startups. I'm also simpatico with that. So I'm very interested to talk to Tyler about all that. Um, and he's uh, also been a reporter on Legal Trends as an editor for the uh, for three different law-related magazine titles. He's Creates content, loves helping clients to bring their visions to life through storytelling and design, and I think that really must inform all of our marketing. So, with that somewhat inadequate introduction, April and Tyler, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here.
1: Thank you, Christopher. Absolutely, my pleasure. I'm really, really glad to have you. So let's let's get kicked off talking just about like how we got here. So, first of all, on your website, um, which I reviewed prior to the show. Um, you make a point of telling um, that the that nomos is actually founded by two married couples. You're, I'm presuming you're one of them. So um, is just like it's, since that's on the website, I just wanted to ask you like, is that an important part of the nomos story?
0: Yes, it absolutely is. You know, a lot of what we want to talk about today is what makes you unique, and I think for us being a husband and wife team definitely is different than other marketing agencies in the legal space. So we've really found that as we lean into who we are, it, it really makes it work. And I think a lot of the clients that we have also work with their spouses. So it's really fun to share in this unique experience with them. You know, there's definitely some pros and cons. And so it's fun to joke around about the challenges that we have as well um, of working with your spouse.
1: Yeah, I, I bet. Um, and like, how does that inform your marketing though? Like, does, like, what what do you think is important about having that relationship and your other co-founders having that relationship to how you approach marketing for for law firms?
2: Well, I'll say it never turns off. We talk about this stuff all the time. And so when we're driving, you know, to a family vacation, we're listening to podcasts and we're thinking about our clients and trying to figure out what we can do to make their message stronger. How can we get them? You know to make a bigger impact or a bigger splash in their market and so for us being a married couple and seeing the re- results that we've had as april said when we really started to lean into that showing up to conferences together you know speaking together doing podcasts together we started to see a real turn in our business just because people felt like they could relate to us a little bit better and like april said we do have a lot of clients that work with their spouses or their partners and it's great for us to be able to connect on that emotional level with them or that personal level. And so we try to encourage all of our clients to really lean into what makes them different, what makes them unique, because a lot of times they'll find that their ideal client has something in common with them. And whenever whenever we're able to have that connection, um, that human connection, we always find that it's uh, better for the marketing, but also just better for the attorney and their business in the long term.
1: No, yeah, well, that, that definitely makes sense. And I, I think that's a really natural segue into one of the things I wanted to talk about. Another thing that you discuss on your website that kind of caught my eye, particularly you know, in marketing, I like, I like and I, th- I find it important to not be the same as everybody else, right? And so one thing that you say on your website that's not the same as anybody else is that you try to make the law more human. First of all, just like whichever one of you wants to pick this up, what, what in the world do you mean by that? Is it inhuman? <laughs>
2: I think this was something that came about about two or three years into business, and really for us, we just looked at how people were positioning their law firms in the marketplace, and they were all saying the exact same thing. You know, they were all yeah. focusing on the, the same slogans. Uh, you know, we'll see like one call that's all in one market, and we'll see that in three different markets. If we're going on a road trip, we'll see the same billboard with different attorneys on there. You know, a handful of times, and so. What we started to realize was that a lot of people, for a lot of people when they're hiring an attorney, it may be the only time in their life that they're doing that. And they may be looking at one attorney and comparing them to another, and there's really no difference between the two. It's really just which phone number is easier to remember. For a lot of our solo and small law firms that don't necessarily have the capacity or the budget to market themselves on that kind of scale, where they they can be the one person that's top of mind, They have to stand out in some way. And one thing that we've realized is that if we can help them make that human connection early on, whether that's through a social post or through the website or through an email, it can help establish that trust. It can help people feel like this is someone they can confide in. They feel a little bit more comfortable picking up the phone and calling this person. And for us, that's really the competitive advantage. So when we say we're making it more human, we're trying to make it less intimidating, more approachable. Um, and really just trying to, to position our clients in a way that it feels natural to, to them and to their prospective clients.
1: Sure. So that makes sense to me. But so, and I totally, totally understand. And I mean, if anybody has driven around the country or watched television in various markets, I mean, yeah, you just know, like whoever sells that, well, you know, 1-800 divorce number, like just sells all the whole marketing package. And, you know, it probably works. Because otherwise, people would stop buying it. But for the rest of the market, like there's a lot of copycatting going on. So I get that part. But more human, like there's something else there. Like you're, you're, there is there something that makes that that law firms are doing that makes them feel unapproachable or un, like I don't want to say inhuman or unhuman, but like scary. Let's use that word. Uh, because human, I think, means less scary, right? So what are they doing wrong in that respect? And how how do you try to fix that?
0: Yeah, I think scary is a great word to say. I also like to say intimidation because I think a mm-hmm. lot of times, you know, kind of going back to what Tyler was saying When people are contacting an attorney, it could be the worst thing that they're going through in their life. So there's all of these emotions around, they're nervous, they they really don't know where to begin. And the majority of people who are contacting an attorney, are not a lawyer themselves, maybe don't even know a lawyer, it's very intimidating and scary to go through this. So, you know, making sure that our clients or anybody really is taking a step back, putting themselves in the potential client's shoes and saying, you know, what are the questions that the clients are probably asking? You know, what is keeping them up at night? What is, you know, making this a scary process for them? And also, you know, Asking yourself, like, how do I help them feel more comfortable and that they can trust me? I think that that's a big difference in the shift of thinking within, you know, making it more approachable. And this could be done in so many different ways, which I know we'll dive into. But I think, you know, the first thing you have to do is really take a step back and say, hey, am I saying this in a way that is approachable for the clients? And how can I make them feel the most comfortable?
1: sure but so if lawyers knew the answer to that question they'd probably be doing it right so how what should they be thinking about like so you said what are you put yourself in your client's shoes how do you help people do that because i mean obviously there seems to be some gap or disconnect because the, the 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 marketing is not doing that and law firms do seem unapproachable so how do you how do you coach? How do you counsel lawyers? What should like the listeners of this show right now, like what could you tell them to be thinking about to help them be more approachable, be more human?
2: I think a great place to start is to think about the problem that you're trying to solve for your clients. And a lot of times we focus on the external problem, which could be an injury or medical bills or bankruptcy or, you know, a, a contract dispute. But there's also these internal problems like, what's gonna happen with my job? Can I support my family? Who's gonna pay my medical bills? Am I gonna lose my home? And if we can start to identify what those problems are, what those pain points are, then we can start to match solutions to those problems. So for example, you know you have intrusive thoughts about going to jail, you're really worried about what's gonna happen, you're worried about uh, missing out on a year of your your child's life, for example. Well, what's great about uh, the way you can position your, your law firm is um, you can actually provide the the solution to that. And you can explain how you're going to take them through this process and how you're going to guide them through the court system and how you're going to explain every aspect of their case to them so that way they know exactly what's going to happen. They can explain that to their family. They can mentally and emotionally prepare for that. And that's just one example of how you can take you know what someone's going through and craft a message that can really uh, meet them where they're at, help them feel more confident and more comfortable in the decision to hire the attorney. And then also, you know, as they're going through that process, understand what it is that they're going through.
1: So really just basically instead of, instead of thrusting at the legal problem, like I'm going to solve this legal problem for you, like really thrust it at what are the effects of this going to be in your life and how are we going to make that better?
2: exactly i think a lot of times and i make this joke all the time i'm so used to writing an IRAC form right as an attorney like issue role analysis conclusion and a lot of times the mistake i see attorneys make on like the service pages or um, their blog posts is like they take that same approach but when it comes to marketing you need a different framework for that and so focusing on benefits and features what life is going to look like after representation has happened that's what people care about. That's what they want to see. And one of the things that we talk about all the time that is such a pet peeve, when I go into a law firm's website and I see stock images of people who are in pain or people who are in handcuffs, people who are getting arrested, we don't want to show people pictures of things that they've already experienced that are potentially triggering and causing a lot of... Just in case you forgot how much your life sucks, here's a picture to remind you. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And so it's like, rather than doing that, maybe show you know, a parent that's being reunited with their children, Um, maybe show someone who uh, has been able to keep their home, Um, someone who is successful in business, smiling faces. Uh, That's such an easy way to incorporate pictures of success into your marketing that go beyond, you know, just what is the issue, here's the role, here's how we're going to fix it. But we can connect on that emotional level as well. Very cool.
1: We're talking with April Roberts and Tyler Roberts. They are co-founders of NoMost Marketing. And we've been talking all about how to make law firms more human, more approachable, less scary or intimidating. And by by relating to the problems that they're having in their life that are caused by their legal problem, nobody actually cares about the legal problem. They care about how it's affecting them. Um, we're going to take a break and hear from the folks who actually make this show possible Um, But when we come back, April and Tyler, what I would like to do is shift our conversation now to talking about the message. So one of the things that you talk about on your website is that marketing is all about the message. I want to learn more about that when we come back from a word from the folks who make it all happen. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at Staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I.cc, and get $500 off with code Happy24. Find out how Timesolve fits your firm with six different ways to track time. Surely one will fit even on the go, or quickly estimate flat-fee projects. Batch payments for hundreds of invoices at once with TimeSolve Pay. Getting paid quickly is a great fit. And TimeSolve fits with the other tools you use. QuickBooks, LawPay, NetDocuments, LawRuler, Microsoft, all just plug in. Try TimeSolve free. Get a $100 Amazon gift card when you sign up. TimeSolve.com We are back with the co-founders of Nomos Marketing. It's Tyler Roberts and April Roberts. And we've been talking about how to make law firms seem more approachable. But now one of the other things I want to talk about um, is, again, from your website, um, I I noticed that you've talked about the fact that this is something that really resonates with me, uh, that marketing is all about the message and that you need to be carrying a message forward with your marketing. What do you mean by that? Like when you talk about that, you know, what do you mean by that? And what do you teach people about that to make their marketing better?
2: Just as a baseline, one of the things that we try to have a conversation about early on with, with clients is that it's not just about the marketing channel or the tactic that we're using to promote the law firm. A lot of times we get really sucked into the tactics whether that's like backlink building or, um, you know, how we're gonna you know create a landing page or what the mechanism is for uh, for any particular marketing campaign. And really, what we need to focus on first is the message itself and how you are positioning your brand in the marketplace. I think brand positioning gets left out so often when you're talking about marketing any sort of business. We tend to jump straight into, you know, who's got the loudest voice and who um, you know, who's got the megaphone. But at the end of the day, if you don't have something to say that's meaningful or impactful, then you're just going to be contributing to the noise around you. And so finding Mm -hmm. a message that really cuts to that noise is a huge part of marketing. And I think for us, you know, we want to make sure that we are positioning ourselves as a a different choice or as the only choice or the best choice um, for a particular case doesn't mean that's going to apply to every single person in the market but it could apply to your target audience or your ideal client. And we want to be able to figure out what that is and what's going to help resonate your, you know, your marketing with them. So that way they make the decision to contact you.
1: Can you say like, you should carry that across channels. So if you're doing some paid search, you're doing your, your website and search engine optimization, let's say you're doing billboards or television or radio, like this is, are you recommending to your clients that like that, this theme carry across all of this?
0: Absolutely. You want to make sure that the messaging is consistent. So that way, when they see it, you know, on a TV ad or when they're driving down the road, it starts to remind them, hey, I should keep this attorney in mind. So that's definitely something that we want to make sure that the messaging is consistent so that it's top of mind.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, because let's face it, I mean, the number of ads on paid search, the number of interactions that people have with attorney marketing is large right and uh and we can tell it's large because the pay the uh cost per click is high uh we can tell it's large because the advertising rates are high we can tell it's large because all you have to do is turn your television on in the late night or early morning hours um and uh you know the the law firms are piling in Um, You can tell it's large because as you drive down the road, a lot of billboards are bought up by some of the larger firms in in the country. So there's all this noise, right? Consumers are hit. And like you said, I mean, I think you brought up a really good point. Like they are perhaps nothing else they will spend this kind of money on in their lives. Are they this unsophisticated about, right? They just don't. There's you can go get a book on how to buy a car. You can get a book certainly on how to buy a house. And by the way, when you go buy a house, what do you have? You have an expert that goes along with you to teach you how to buy that house, right? Because you're spending a lot of money, but people will spend five, 10, 30,000 dollars on an attorney, and it may be the only time in life they have to do it, and there's nobody to guide them. So in this crowded space where there's a lot of noise and the consumers don't know really what they're doing, how can a law firm stand out and help bridge that gap?
2: Well, I think there's a a few things you can look at. One is differentiators. So just a baseline, what makes your law firm different from every other law firm out there? You can also look at your culture and your team. So what's it like to work with your law firm? What's it like to work with your team? What kind of culture do you have in the office and you know, do you do anything fun for your team and how do you um, contribute to their success? There's also social proof. So, this a lot of times I think gets forgotten or it's like taken for granted, but just client testimonials, reviews, case results, case studies. It doesn't matter what type of law you practice. Um, even if it's B two B, you can use case studies as a powerful way to connect with people and showcase you know the difference between your law firm and, and another. And the last piece to that is uh, you know establishing authority on some level. So you know having a white paper or an ebook or uh, even a physical book. A podcast, even um, something to showcase that you are a leader in your field, that you um, have people who follow you, that trust you, um, people that look to you for guidance. Those are the types of things that you can incorporate into your marketing pretty early on and pretty easily, you know, to differentiate yourself from your competitors.
1: Yeah. And so but so I think first they have to be willing to engage with you. Right. So I think those are great ideas once they say, hey, let me let me find out more about this firm. But I like, I like what you're talking about. It like you kind of go deeper, like on that sort of that first superficial, like boom, boom, boom is coming at me. That's the one that seems interesting. And you said one thing about actually highlighting your team and you see a lot of billboards with like everybody dressed in the suits doing the, doing the billboard pose. Like, I'm sure you mean something different than that. Like, so what, are, like how, how, why do clients care about the team? And how can you show that in a way that makes you sort of more interesting?
2: Yeah, I think with the team, it's one of those things where you're going to see like the the primary attorney or attorneys that are on the billboard or on the you know the TV uh, commercial, um, even you know in the masthead of your website. But a lot of times, you're working with the team. You're working with a paralegal or uh, someone who is dedicated to making sure you have a great experience as you're working with the law firm. And so I think that there is kind of this almost like sense of like a bait and switch with uh, attorney marketing, mm. where you see like the the primary attorney, like, oh, I'm going to work with, with him or her and know that they have this great reputation. But then you get into the firm and you're in the system and you're working with another team member. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think in order to build a good scalable business, you need to have team members that you can rely on but by promoting your team at least the culture maybe not necessarily individuals but talking about you know how your team is what drives the the business that can really help put someone at ease especially when there's that handoff from intake to the associate or the paralegal that's um, that's assigned to that case
1: yeah and so yeah highlighting them that makes a lot of sense i mean and especially as a a differentiator like like I think the message you're saying is you know, pretty consistent. It's like be different, show something different, show something human. And the team certainly um, is the more human face of it. One of the words that gets thrown around a lot, and it's sort of, you know, it's a good segue into this is authenticity, right? Be authentic in your marketing. <laughs> I see a lot of lawyers go like, where do I buy some authenticity? Like, like I'll just, I'll pay, you know, you know is it more like, do, do, do I need to spend more to be authentic? And, you know, it's almost like it's one of those buzzwords like, Oh, authenticity. That's what I need to do. How do you like, let me just back up a second. Just you define it. What do you, when you do, because I bet you are encouraging your clients to be more authentic What do you mean by that? And how do you actually implement that? How do you get someone to show more authenticity?
0: I think it's really about being true to who you are and not just copying what your competitors are doing. And, you know, we talk about like the TV ads, the billboards all being the exact same, a bunch of people in suits with their arms crossed, you know, kind of scowling. It's like that's You don't have to do that. If that's who you are, fine, absolutely do that. But if that's not really who you are and you wear bright colors or whatever, like lean into who you are, have fun with this. And you know, something that we also talk a little bit about is, you know, if if there's a new platform out there where, you know, all the competitors are on it, but you just hate it. For example, TikTok, that's you know, when Tyler and I were talking, it's like that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. And it's like if everyone else is doing it, don't feel like you have to do it just because they're doing it. If that's not something you want to do, you're going to go on and you're, you're not going to enjoy it, number one. And it's going to come across to potential clients that way. So make sure whatever you're doing is something that feels true to who you are and something that you're going to have fun with. Because I think that's really what being authentic comes down to.
1: So it's actually speaking to what you enjoy doing or, or who you enjoy being. Exactly. Doing. Yeah. We are talking with April and Tyler Roberts of Nomos Marketing. When we come back, first of all, we're going to find out what the word Nomos means. We've got to find that out before we, before we go anywhere and how we got to there. And uh, I want to talk to you in a little bit more brass tacks terms. You know, we I, at the beginning of the show, I talked about, you know, it's marketing, it's production, and then it's about um, producing results. So I want to talk to you about how we achieve ROI with some of the things that uh, – that we've been discussing Um, after we hear a word from our sponsors. Nearly 80% of people search for lawyers online. They visit websites and check reviews. If your site doesn't appear in the top search results or it presents poorly, you risk losing clients. That's why you must know how your firm stacks up on Google against the competition. See how your reviews impact clients' decisions and how you can get better results from your site. Get an unbiased marketing performance report in under a minute right now at Grow Law Firm. And that's growlawfirm.com slash unbillable. Once again, growlawfirm.com slash unbillable. LawClerk's nationwide network of talented freelance lawyers is trusted by thousands of law firms. Solo attorneys and firms can get help with the project-based work and also ongoing work via a subscription. Sign up is free and there are no monthly fees. You only pay when you delegate work. Plus, LawClerk has a new app for your mobile device to help you manage the work you've delegated while you're on the go. Be sure to use referral code UNBILLABLE when you sign up at lawclerk.legal. All right, we're back with Nomos Marketing and co-founders Tyler and April Roberts. We've been talking about messaging. We've been talking about authenticity. We've been talking about making law firms approachable. But now we're going to talk about money. Yeah, because at the end of the day, these are all great ideas. Um, and it's nice to be authentic, and it's nice to have a message, and it's nice to be more human, and to be more approachable. But if it all doesn't do what it needs to do to generate business in a way that produces good ROI, then it doesn't matter, right? It's just, it's just fun. So let's stop being fun, and let's talk about brass tacks. How does what we've been talking about so far fit into creating return on investment, return on marketing spend. When people spend money to get this marketing out the door, they need new clients, they need revenue. How does doing it the way we've been talking about translate into that?
2: I love this question, and I know April does as well because she handles reporting um, for all of our clients and uh, definitely looks at all the Mm -hmm. metrics. You know, I think we can look at keyword rankings all day long, we can look at traffic to your website all day long, but what really matters are form completions and phone calls. And Mm -hmm. one way that leaning into who you are, being authentic, telling your story can help with that is that you're engaging your clients early on, you're establishing trust, even without having a conversation with them, and you're able to help them feel more comfortable with picking up the phone or filling out a form. Some ways that we look at this is, you know, the conversion rate or goal completion rate on a website. I think more specifically, you can look at different ad campaigns with with Google ads. If you have the same line of text that everyone else has when you're looking at Google pay-per-click ads, what's going to help you stand out against someone else? Really, they're just looking at the hierarchy, right? Of, well, who's number one in the ad space? But if you can say something a little bit different and kind of punchy or something that stands out a little bit, then you're going to have a higher click-through rate. So if we can accomplish a higher click-through rate, we have a higher you know, potential conversion rate. We'll look at the landing page. What does the landing page say? Does it have an image of the attorney above the fold? Does it have something that says something other than injured in an accident? Contact us today. Um, We can look at the variables there and we can start to optimize and see, is the conversion rate going up through the website? Um, Are we seeing more people making the phone call and completing the form? From what we have seen in our experience, anytime that we have even just a basic headshot of the attorney with a welcome message on a landing page, the conversion rate goes from 10% to 20%. And it just makes it a much more powerful campaign. And so Hmm. just looking at even just, in this case, Google ads, you can see that difference just with a few tweaks with the ad itself. And just to kind of clarify this a little bit further, if you look at the difference between a Google ad and a Google local service ad, which actually shows a picture of the attorney along with reviews, the conversion rates are so much higher and it is more competitive, but you can see that, you know, the click-through rates are higher, the conversion rates are higher because people are seeing the attorney before they even, you know, click on the ad itself. And so I think that's kind of like where we look for, for proof that this stuff works. And obviously with SEO and social, you'll see more engagement, more traffic. Um, But the clearest cut example in terms of ROI is through paid advertising and, um, and I think that's one reason why we've seen that be so successful. And so we just try to translate that through, throughout all of our different campaigns, regardless of the platform that we're on.
1: When, when lawyers with our listeners are looking at their results, like, you know, cause now we're talking about, you talked about some key concepts here. You talked about click through rate, but even more importantly, you talked, you said like all we really care about is form fills and phone calls. Um, and, you know, conversion rate from the website. What's a good one? Like, can can you like like people listen to this? They're like, I have a conversion rate, but you know, the question is, is it a good conversion rate or is it a bad conversion rate? Um, like, are there any benchmarks that you share with folks?
2: So we did some research on this, and if we might be able to speak to this a little bit more. But that is legal is an oddball.
0: Well, it really depends on the practice area, and I think that that's what yeah. makes legal a little bit more difficult than other industries, like you know. Health, dental, anything like that, um, because you're looking at personal injury versus you know other practice areas like family law, you know DUI, things like that. And so I think that it really depends on your practice area. I think it's where you're located and your budget. So you know if someone comes into it and they you know have thousand dollars, but everyone else in their market has ten thousand dollars. There, you know, that money's gonna be gone really quickly. And so I think there's so many variables at play in the legal industry that it's hard to say until you do a little bit of research on that specific area that they're in um in the country. And so that's that's what makes legal a little bit more challenging to have that exact number kind of nailed down.
1: So you're not gonna give me a number, are you?
2: (laughs) I would say Like for us personally, like our agency, regardless of what, um, regardless of what practice area we're looking at, we always aim for above 10%, ideally 12% of a conversion rate, which means a phone call or form completion. We've gotten clients up to about 20%, 25%. But like April said, it depends on the market. It depends on the budget. It also depends on the number of impressions that we're getting. Sometimes search volumes lower for certain services and, sure. you know, and that's just, that's just part of it. And so our, you know, we really, if we see a dip below that, that 10% mm-hmm. mark, that's really where we look at the landing page. Is there something wrong with the the ad? Is something not working right? Um, but there's so many great tools that you can use to to get you to a good spot. Um, Google quality score being one of them, you know, just kind of like as a, as a first glance to make sure everything looks healthy, but that's why you optimize that's why you test things out that's why you don't just set it and forget it and you just want to make sure that you're you're constantly refining that to to make sure that you're um you're within that kind of conversion rate for for your campaigns i get it and i appreciate you sharing that number i think that's that's a really good one
1: for people to look at and you know that that i think the more important thing is like whatever the number is it it can be better and there's things you can do and some of the stuff that we've been talking about can make it better. Right. All right. I, I teased it. I asked it. I said I was going to get to it. Nomos. Why is your marketing
2: company called Nomos?
0: Oh, this is a good one. Tyler puts his nerd glasses on for this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we were trying to find a, a good name for our agency. And we were just trying to think of something that felt, again, something that felt like true to us and something that would lend itself well to multiple practice areas so Nomos is actually Greek for law, and in ancient Greece, it was the personification of the law. So one of the reasons why we say mm-hmm. we're making the law more human is that we see our clients as kind of like the the modern day embodiment of of the law, right? And so for us, it's just a nice way to tie everything in together, you know, our philosophy into marketing as well as who we serve. We were at a happy hour, um I forgot when, maybe a year or two ago. And an attorney actually called it. I was like, oh, yeah, like law marketing. I was like, you're the first person who's ever gotten that the moment I said it. So um, <laughs> it's just a, a fun little nod to, to ancient history. I'm a, like April said, I'm a philosophy nerd. I majored in philosophy in undergrad. And, um, and so for me, it's just kind of a, a fun way to tie that all in together. Excellent. It's not the
1: answer I was going to expect. So that's, that's, that's fantastic. Listen, so as we were coming up at the end of the show, what's, the listeners are interested in this. They're trying to improve their marketing constantly. You know, there's a lot of, you know, talk about noise. There's a lot of marketing noise that gets thrown at lawyers all the time. What's one thing that a lawyer can do right now to improve their marketing today? Like what, what can they change today to get better results?
0: It's really about establishing what your differentiators are. So really taking a step back and asking yourself, what is it that makes me different? And then look at all of your marketing, look at your website, your social media, your branding, And see if that's reflected in there. And I think that that's a perfect place to start. And then it kind of leads into other things. But um, without, I think that that right there is the step that a lot of people forget. They just start doing things without stopping and thinking, is it reflected in what I'm already doing? Um, So that's definitely one thing that they can do today that will definitely help.
1: I think that's a great, great idea. So self-knowledge is perfect. Unfortunately, that is also it. That wraps up this edition of the Unbillable Hour. So I thank you all to the listeners for hanging out there with us. Our guests today have been April Roberts and Tyler Roberts, and they're the co-founders of Nomos Marketing. April and Tyler, we can't cover this all in whatever 30 minutes that we had. So if people want to learn more about some of the stuff we talked about, how can they reach out to you?
0: Yeah, they can definitely reach out. um, All Email is april.roberts, R O B E R T S, at nomosmarketing.com. Websites nomosmarketing.com. And you can also follow us on social media at nomosmarketing.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you. And of course, I'm Christopher T. Anderson, and I look forward to seeing all of you, or I don't see you hearing or having you hear me, but having feeling the presence of this audience next month with another great guest as we learn more about topics that help us build the law firm business. That works for you. Remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. Thanks for joining us, and I'll be speaking at you again real soon.
0: The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Join us again for the next edition, right here with Legal Talk Network.